everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Making Room with me, your host, Marley Martin. I am super excited, as always, to be here with you and to share this time. This is honestly one of my favorite topics, and it's just renewing the heart and renewing the mind. You've heard me talk about that a little bit before, but today we're really going to dive in. Let's get started. The title of the episode, as you've seen, is Spiritual Pep Rally, which I thought was kind of cheesy, but the Holy Spirit said that is where this episode is going to end up going. And so with that, we're going to dive in. I have always questioned what my purpose is. What What am I supposed to do with my life? What career should I have? If you've been around for a minute and you've listened to my um, previous podcast that I had, I'm pretty sure I had a whole episode on like what to, what to be when you grow up. And this is similar to that, but um, with the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit, which has just been really fun. So for those who don't know or didn't listen to that episode, really quickly, I've just, at such a young age, we're always asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you're expected to have an answer. And it's okay if that answer changes, but there was an answer that I used to give that always made people laugh. And so I thought it was something that was, I guess, not realistic or not obtainable. Um, And that was to be a dolphin trainer. I was obsessed with dolphins. I thought they had such amazing personalities. I thought the water they lived in was just simply beautiful. Um, I had this deep fascination. And every time I would tell someone, they would giggle because all of my peers were saying teacher, nurse, um, a stay-at-home mom, things like that. And so, yeah, mine was a little bit outside the box, but hello, there are actual people who do that in the world. So it's not that crazy either. That's just a little backstory for y'all. But uh, with that, I decided like, okay, well, that's not, that's obviously not a realistic option. So I had to come up with other things. And I got to the point where I would have different jobs. And while I would have those jobs, I was still asking God, what do you want me to do with my life? I was almost begging, put it on a billboard. Please make it obvious. Let it hit me like a ton of bricks. I just don't know and I don't want to choose the wrong thing and I don't know what the right thing is and so you just tell me and I promise I won't say no I promise I'll be obedient like just tell me and um what's interesting is that the answers were in front of me the whole time I wasn't looking in the right place and what I mean by that is the answers are in the bible (laughs) and it never occurred to me that even though I was asking God what it was he wanted me to do with my life, I never considered looking at what he's already said in the Bible to find my answer. That sounds very silly. Like I I was waiting on him to tell me something that he's already said. And I'm going to dive into what that sounds like, looks like a little bit more in a minute. But the first thing is someone shared with me once that If you have a kid who is in college and they're really debating between these two schools and they come to you for your guidance as a parent and say, mom, dad, I really can't decide what college to go to. Can you just tell me which one should I go to? You'd pick and I'll do it. The parents respond kindly and say, you know, honey, these are both great colleges. They both offer different things. We want you to decide because we want you to be at peace and we want you to be happy with your choice. At the end of the day, if we choose for you and it ends up not going well, we don't want you to resent us or to blame us. So we want you to know that both options have our blessing, but we want you to be responsible and we want you to hold yourself accountable here and know that mom and dad support you no matter what, but you need to make this choice on your own. 
A lot of times when we come to choosing a career path, um, if you've ever been there or if you're in the midst of that still discerning what you want to do with your life, um, I feel like you'll know if it has God's blessing, no matter what the options are on the table. And for me, without realizing it, I wanted God to tell me what to do with my life, with my career choice, because if it didn't go well, then I could blame him and say, look, I'm just doing what you told me to do. And I would have no accountability. He gives us free will because he loves us. And it also calls us to hold ourselves accountable for the choices that we make. There's going to be consequences, good or bad. And because we have free will and he loves us, which is why we have it, he also wants us to grow and to trust ourselves. You know, if I'm deciding between being a teacher or a doctor, I'm sure they both have his blessing. Because to be honest, I don't think God cares what our careers are as much as I thought he did. However, he does care what we do with our lives. So let me explain that a little further. When considering a job, a career, things like that, of course we want to take into consideration what our natural gifts and talents are. That way the job will be easier for us. But when... I started out in ministry school, we did a lot of renewing our mind, which is replacing deception with truth. Now, where that deception comes from, that's a whole nother topic. It can be from your, you know, society around you, your culture, your family, books that you've read, whatever. But at the end of the day, the Lord has told us in scripture what it is he wants us to do with our lives. And it's very simple. However, it's also intimidating. And what I mean by that, well, let me go ahead and read these scriptures to you guys that tell us what the Lord wants us to do with our lives. Ready? Brace yourselves. <laughs> love the Lord your God alone and love your neighbor as yourself. That is from Mark chapter 12. That is the great command um, that is shared with us in scripture. And so what does God want me to do with my life? I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, honestly, I don't care what career you choose. I don't care if you decide what vocation you you go with, but at the end of every day, I want you to make sure that you love the Lord your God alone and love your neighbor as yourself. That is most important. I'm like, wow, okay, I can I can do that, or I'm I'm trying to do that, you know. Um, next, he tells us in Matthew 28, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded and behold that I am with you always until the end of ages. So are we baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And let's also not forget that there are two types of baptisms. There's baptism by water in the name of the Trinity, and there's baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if we're not doing this, we're not, then who are we to ask God, like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? He's, He's telling us, go, make disciples of all nations. Share the good news. Share the gospel. Don't keep it to yourself. Inspire others. Love your neighbor as yourself. And above, and the last, the last part gets me. He says, behold, I am with you always until the end of ages. So he's not asking you to do it alone. He's with you. That's super exciting. Mark chapter 16. These signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons and speak new languages. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is a command This is something that he told his disciples, his apostles, go out and do this in my name. 
drive out demons in my name, speak new languages in my name, lay hands on the sick and they're going to be healed. Why would that change just because time has gone by? This still stands true. If we believe the Bible is full of truth, then why would anyone question or doubt that that's what we're supposed to be doing? Again, it doesn't matter what career choice you have. All of this is supposed to be incorporated into our daily lives. Do this with your kids. Do this with your spouse. If they're sick, lay hands on them and pray in Jesus' name. Illness be gone. Step out in faith. 1 Corinthians 14 says, Earnestly desire the gifts. Not wonder about them. Not question them. Of course, sometimes we have to go through those steps. But earnestly desire the gifts of healing, of speaking in new languages, of prophesying, of words of knowledge. Earnestly desire the gifts, y'all. This is exciting for me, who has questioned my entire life. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? He's like, Marley, here it is. I'm telling you, this is it. In Matthew chapter 3, he's, God himself speaks and says to Jesus, You are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. The Father in heaven said that. Our Father in heaven said that about his beloved son. Wouldn't he say it to his beloved daughter also? We are his children. We are his beloved. He is well pleased with us. I want to refer back to a previous episode that was recorded where I challenged you to sit down. And if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and, and give it a listen. And if not, this is the brief assignment. And it's a great thing to do during Lent as well, is write down the lies that you hear about yourself. And then on the other side, ask God, what do you say about these? Reveal truth to me about myself that I haven't believed yet. Ten declarations about our life from the Lord. These are just some that the Lord gave me personally that I'm going to share with you. And what's interesting is each of them, as they were revealed to me, I'm like, gosh, that sounds really familiar. These are all in the Bible. These are based on scripture. Now, he, he changed them to apply to me. So, for instance, I am God's beloved daughter with who he is well pleased. He said that to me. And I'm like, wait, I know that scripture. Again, it's from Mark. I am the handmaid of the Lord, and it will be done unto me according to his word. What God says in the Bible is what I want done unto me. And this was in Luke chapter 1, where Mary says this at the Annunciation, is I am the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to your word. I want that to be how I live my life as well. To laugh without fear of the future. In Proverbs 31 verse 25, as someone who has experienced anxiety and depression at different points in life, that concept that God wants me to be able to laugh without fear of the future and to just be joyful and to live in his peace and in his presence was so renewing of my mind. And to let the joy of the Lord be my strength. That is in scripture. To challenge ourselves and to push ourselves to have the faith the size of a mustard seed. The Lord is my shepherd. There's nothing I shall want. He is good, y'all. He is all we need. We don't have to stress about what career we should have or if we're doing a good job. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my shepherd. There's nothing else I need or want. He is so good. He provides for us. My hands and tongue are powerful tools. This is in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 13 and 14. I do not have a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, strength, and a sound mind. I am a priest, a prophet, and a king in Christ Jesus and extend the rule of the kingdom through my life. 
Blessed am I who are persecuted for righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. That's Matthew chapter 5. These are scriptural-based statements that I have shared with you that the Lord wants us to know. He wants us to believe. They affirm our identity, and they are also commands on how we should be living our life. This is the lens that we should be looking through, and I get so excited and so passionate because it's like this puzzle piece has finally clicked for me where... I've asked, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Only say the word and I will go out. I will do it, you know? Um, I won't question you. I won't doubt you. And for the first time in my life, at 28 years old, I considered looking at scripture and saying, maybe he told me in there. Maybe he's already answered this for me. And hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise be, thanks be to God. It was in the Bible, just waiting for me to find it and to have this renewal of my mind. I want you to let go and take off all of the pressure, all of the anxiety, all of the doubt, all of the worry, all of the fear. Put it down at the foot of the cross and accept this love that God has for you. Accept these commands to love your neighbor as yourself, to lay hands on the sick and to heal them. Y'all, this is so much fun and so exciting. I am um, learning the proper format on how to heal people um, in Jesus' name as the Bible explains to us. And what I've come to understand and believe about healing ministry is I would hear stories um, from pastors or whatever um, about how there's healings. And I'm like, wow, how holy must they be to, to create these miracles and to encounter Christ in this way? Like, what an honor. And what I'm learning is the healing ministry is so much more normal and natural and doable than I previously believed. Um, A lot of lies and misconceptions have been removed from my heart and from my mind, and they've been replaced with truth about how God wants to heal people. I just feel like for, again, so much of my life, what do you want me to do when I grow up? What do you want me to do with my life? Through this schooling, through this encounter ministry, I am just learning that like the answers are in the Bible and God gave them to us. That's the right job. I was afraid to miss my calling. And this whole time, all he wanted me to do is be faithful to be obedient, to be humble, and to step out in faith. He didn't ask Peter to walk on water while he sat in the boat. He was out there with him, holding his hand, looking him in the eye, maintaining that gaze. Christ wants to be evenly yoked with us. He's not asking us to do something that he wouldn't do or that he wouldn't do with us or for us or that he hasn't already done. I was actually able to pray with someone for healing Um, who is having severe pain in her back. And through our prayer time um, and using the format that I've been given, her pain in her back went from a six with a 10 being the worst um, down to a complete zero. She was able to bend over and touch her toes without being in pain. And she was speechless. She was in awe. And what was so fascinating is I was excited for her and I was happy for her. But I was built up in my own faith to see that God is who he says he is. And he is going to do what he says he will do. He doesn't want us to be sick. He doesn't want us to be ill. He doesn't want us to be in pain. He wants to heal us. And if we ask him to, and we, we, do, we pray and we ask him properly, he will do that. The answer is never going to be no from the Lord with healing. It's always yes or not yet. When he comes at the end of the world and we are all raised to heaven with him and he comes to judge the final judgment, healing will take place. There is no pain in heaven. 
And so whether you're healed today, tomorrow, a week after someone prays with you, or at the end of times, the answer is always yes. It's either yes or not yet, but yes, it is coming. So don't be afraid to ask him to heal you. Don't be afraid to ask someone to pray with you for healing. Don't be afraid to ask someone to minister you, to mentor you, to help you. Lead by example. Trust in the Lord. Y'all, this is such exciting content for me. It's, it's not new. It's been in the Bible for a very, very long time. I have recently just found it. It's recently, it's like a key that has unlocked a new reality for me. And I am so excited. I feel like I have more faith and more confidence and more hope and more joy to live out my discipleship better than I ever have or imagine that I could because I didn't even realize, but there was this cloud of doubt holding me back and saying, who am I to do these things? I don't have that authority. This won't work. Lead not on your own understanding. It's not about you. It's not me who healed this person's back when we prayed together. It's the Lord. All he needed was faith the size of a mustard seed from me to speak out and to say, Jesus wants to do this. I believe that in my heart. And for the receiver to say, I believe he wants to heal me too. How beautiful, how exciting. This is the faith that we get to be a part of as Christians. I just want to go ahead and close in prayer because I could go on for days on this because I get so excited. So let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father God, Abba Teacher, you are so good to us. You love us unconditionally. You don't ask much of us. The beauty in free will is that we can have whichever career path excites us and brings us joy. All you ask is that we love our neighbors as ourselves. We heal the brokenhearted and the sick. We love you above all else. Your request, your rules, your guidelines, whatever you want to call it, are from love. These boundaries are for love. And the free will you give us is also for love. God, we just praise you and thank you and bless you and adore you and rejoice in this freedom that you have already given us the answers to our questions. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I hope you all have an extremely blessed day. I hope that this has unlocked maybe some um burdens that you've been carrying, some fears, some doubts. Maybe this has answered some questions that you had about what it is you should do with your life or if you're doing enough. It's in the Bible. And if I if I read something that maybe didn't stand out to you, there are many, many more passages and scriptures in that wonderful book that we call the Bible. So feel free to pick it up yourself and do some reading and find the verses that answer your questions, that fill the holes in your heart. Make room for what the Lord has to say. I promise he has something to say about it. And it's all right here just waiting for us to uncover it, waiting for us to embrace it, waiting for us to live it out. The Lord is so good. I love you all so much. I truly, truly just thank you for your time and for, again, you always making room for me in your life and in your busy schedule to just encounter Christ with you in this intimate and personal way. God bless y'all and have a wonderful week. 